Hello everyone and welcome back to the Two Baggies One Lightbulb podcast and you're joining us for the Cooldown XL in association with WBA Latest. It's a bit different, we might sound a bit different because it's all being done remote uh, as we're currently in lockdown 2.0. I'm of course joined by Dom, Uh, I am Max uh, if I hadn't already said. Uh, Dom, Everyone knows who you are mate. Of course they do, of course they do. Uh, How is lockdown treating you and most importantly, how do you feel about the game? Uh, well, it's a bit warmer, isn't it, mate? Uh, if everyone doesn't know, we've got like a little bit of a studio uh, section uh, at my place, uh, but it gets pre- pretty damn cold, doesn't it, in these kind of yeah, months, Max? Yeah, in these months, yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got the heater going, but it doesn't really touch the sides, does it? So I'm just kind of here um, in the room, got the desk, got the PC. It's much warmer. Got a nice cup of tea on the go. It's fantastic. Um, just a shame about the result, isn't it? Um, yeah, it was it was stolen. From us at the end wasn't it if we if we're being honest um but like i said on the cool down uh that's the league in a nutshell isn't it you know we've put 88 good minutes into that game really good minutes some players have been absolutely stand out that entire game um some players didn't think they had it in them to be honest um talking about players like kravinovich we've talked about kravinovich in the past um i certainly have said about um he needs to improve his game this season uh, if he's going to contest for places, he definitely did today. Uh, probably gave the performance of of his life, you know, since I've seen him in a West Brom shirt anyway. Um, really dictating play, um, some incredible um, through balls um, to the guys up front. Um, really, really utilising the space that was made in front of him. Gallagher, um, again, exceptionally well, um, did exceptionally well today. Um, was just a bit of a bulldog in midfield, you know, we've not really... I mean, we talk about Livermore having that as part of his game, but I've not really seen that level of tenacity in the midfield since probably Claudio Jakob, if I'm honest. He, he did have, you know, Jakob vibes about him. Yeah, um, and again, going forward than Jakob was. He's yeah. got a bit more about him. You know, he's far more better playing the ball and pushing mm. the tempo up. And him and Kravinovic really were the reason why we got, well, a lot more chances than anyone would have expected going into this game. They really dictated that midfield. That was the thing. And them being on the ball was just as good as them being off the ball. And I mean, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Sawyers now because he's sort of been pushed to the side now by Gallagher and Krivinovic, really. Um, I'd put them two above uh, Sawyers in the pecking order. But if you ask me a few games ago, um, Sawyers' place was absolute, to be honest. I wasn't part of the cohort of Albion fans that felt like um, he needed to be pushed out the side. I still thought he was a good player, and I still think he is. Um, it's yeah, just that I feel like Gallagher contributes a bit more. Yeah, I, I was speaking to uh, one of my mates, who's also an Albion fan, and he made a really good point. He said, you know, in a team that has the ball and keeps the ball and passes it round, Soyuz is a great player. But in mm. the, And that's great, for the, especially the start of the championship season when we were doing that. That's why he was so good. But at the moment, with the system we play in the Premier League, where we're not going to have much of the ball... He goes missing and his mistakes become mm. glaring. You wouldn't put Jorginho in the Albion team. That was his <sighs> analogy and it sort of put things into perspective. And I agree with him on that. Because he's a brilliant player, he's just not suiting the system. And we've got Kravinovic and Gallagher, who are, who really mm. did, you know, pick up the scraps and push it up. And we got a few chances from that. It's kind of difficult, isn't it? Because it depends on the team we're playing against. Because it, 
he had so much license in the championship. He had the extra one or two seconds on the ball to play that pass. Um, he doesn't really have that license in the Premier League, depending on what teams we're playing against. If we're playing a team that plays a very high line, a lot of pressing, he most certainly doesn't have that chance at all. Um, but if teams are sort of saying back and whatever, he might have a bit more license to do that. But overall, because of the general quality of the league, he's going to have so much more, less time to, to apply himself in that way. But obviously with Gallagher, the guy can play the ball similarly to Sawyer's. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. can play the ball very similarly to Sawyer's. Kravinovic, again, testament to his ability to play the ball in that midfield today. But Gallagher has a lot more uh, attributes about him than someone like Sawyer's. We've talked about him being off the ball, his ability to control the midfield, tackle. His tackling was great today. I mean, um, obviously he had a few fouls under his belt, but that's just what's going to happen when you uh, play that style in the midfield, isn't it? It is. Um, he really was just getting in there, getting involved, meeting challenges, just unafraid to mm. not only be graceful on the ball and pass the ball really well and drive, but to get involved, get stuck in, put a foot in, you know, help out the defenders. And he really is, you know, fast bec- uh, becoming one of my favourite players on the team. You know, uh, you know, if we stay up, I'd throw a lot of money at him to keep him because he is a really good player. Um. But that's what you like to see, isn't it? I mean, that was the thing that Albion fans were talking about, was that as long as we can, and if we talk about passion, confidence, etc., as long as we can see the team giving 100%, um, you know, we can sort of kind of stomach a 1-0 loss. Obviously, we don't want to lose, especially when the Harry Kane goal comes in, lofted ball into the box in the 88th minute. It's hard to stomach. It's yeah, a lot easier to stomach than the Fulham game because we were atrocious in the Fulham game. But at least today... You could see massive improvement in the players, massive improvement in the confidence, massive improvement in our yeah. ability to play. So, you know, we're a bit more, you know, I feel a bit better after watching the game today, even though it's we've lost, forward. which is a weird one. It's a step forward and it's a return to, okay, we lost, but look at these positives that we had at the start of mm. the season. And this time we need to push on from that. Yeah, definitely. Instead of regressing against Fulham and losing 2 0, let's have a similar attempt, uh, let's have a similar go against Man United and then let's go yeah. into um, who is it after United is it Sheffield after United or mm. someone like that and we can maybe pick up a win there so the wait goes on for a win but it's not as agonising as it was against Fulham is it? No I mean there have been there have been points throughout this season we can we can attest to, to to sort of look at and go they're really really positive if we play like that if we play like that half an hour or that first half or that second half you know we're going to win a game and it sounds like a bit of a political cliche at the moment doesn't it you know we keep saying it every every game but this Tottenham game was probably the first game that I remember this season of us being having supreme confidence on the ball for the vast majority of the game it wasn't the first half it wasn't the second half it wasn't the first 20 minutes it was a good 88 minutes of that game and you could say the 90 really i mean obviously we had the the 88th minute goal but i touched on this on the cool down you know we have to be at 100% against teams like Spurs, 100%, 110%. We have to be on overcharge, you know, in our level of confidence. Uh, every, every part of that game, we have to be on it in order to even challenge a team like Spurs to, or even try and win the game. They can kind of rest on their laurels, turn up at 50% and kind of go on the fact that they have enough quality that if they put in 
and create one half decent opportunity they've got harry kane son all these kind of players that are going to bury it and that's what happened you know one sort of lacks of conf- uh, concentration with bartley late in the game um opportunity in the box for someone of kane's quality ninth highest goal scorer or something i think in premier league history today yeah i mean kane got his 150th goal today um which was always going to happen against us it sort of seems typical that these things happen um, <laughs> but it's what kane does he scores goals and he did it there um, this is what happens in the Premier League. They've just got massive amounts of quality, but it was nice to at least get a better performance. You know, there are silver linings. I said this to you earlier. You were like, "Is it going to be a whitewash?" I went, "Well, let's hope for silver linings at least." And I think we got silver linings and then some. You know, I think Bilic has silenced some of his doubters. I know we didn't get the win, but changes that he made worked. People were looking. You know, you go on Twitter and you see people going, "It's going to be ten nil plus and all this," and it wasn't. Mm. They had to nick it off us. They had to nick it off us because we were playing well. We were defensively solid, and this is why five at the back works, in my opinion. So touching on that a little bit, I reckon. So after the performance today and seeing what's happened, we've touched on it for the you know the first part of this podcast. I mean, do you reckon that calms the waters a little bit with all this billich out narrative and things like that? I think it definitely does. Um, and if we do the same against Manchester United, it'll even it'll do even more to calm these waters. But you know, you see people going, oh. Billich could lose his job if we lose against Tottenham. If Billich loses his job after this game, I mm. would have said this if we had got if we would have got thrashed. But especially after this performance, I'll be lost for words because that's yeah. not. I mean, what would we do? Who are we going to put in? You know what I mean? Well, that's People the thing. Like Eddie Howe. We spoke about this before. He's not a plug-in manager. He needs to build something. No, it's last not. time we left. Last time we left Bournemouth, he failed. Let's go back. Carry on that rebuild. Mm. So I feel like he needs. We don't, we he's he's built the respect. Call. Sorry, he's built the respect to 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 garner himself more time. I mean, he was given a two-year contract, and then with that two years, um, the the purpose of uh, of it was for us to get promoted, and he's done that in one season. So he's done that in fifty percent of the time. So he's managed to do that um, in half the amount of time. The least we can do is give him the respect and time he deserves to try and get the most. Uh, this squad that he's built himself he knows the qualities of this squad he knows the weaknesses he knows the strengths and to be honest the the weaknesses of the squad for me aren't Billich's fault they're glaringly obvious uh, problems with the squad that let's be honest needed to be rectified financially that's what they need to be rectified with Um, there are problems with the defense we needed better defenders to come in in my opinion Um, there were parts of that team that are built on a shoestring budget and we know this um, and it's just the way that it's been run under the lie administration it's just the yeah. way that it is that was one thing on show was in some places we just do lack quality I think Conor Townsend's been really good for us I think he's playing out of his shoes a lot of the time he's really stepped up to the plate to be fair yeah, and I've but... been a bit of a you know sort of on him and obviously he wasn't a marquee signing when we signed him in the championship but near it. he's He's come in with, you know, the problems with Gibbs and things like that, and he gives good performances week after week. You can't fault him for that. No, I think he, I think he's, he's playing out of his socks, but I think today we just saw a bit of lack of quality from him at times because, mm. you know, he isn't a top player. He's, he's just not good. He's just a solid player, I think, and we just need that little bit more, you know, those that bit more class. Carl Bartley, I think we're plugging Ivanovic for Carl Bartley next game. That's an immediate mm. improvement. Dara yeah. O'Shea in that centre-back position, how great was he today? Yeah, you know, really, really good. body on the line. You know, 
dealing with Gareth Bale. I mean, Gareth Bale was a non-factor, really, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Played yeah. out the game uh, at times. Doro Shea being composed, letting the ball run, getting in front, putting a toe in. Brilliant. That five at the really back was. really helps to, to stop the threats of Tottenham, wasn't it? Oh, I'm no, so furlong. glad to that, bring that it back chance in. chance for Grant um, mm. off that furlong ball. What a ball that was. Fantastic. Furlong's mate. been brilliant for us. If we Robinson just... was great on that wing as well. He was really yeah, whipping out such dangerous yeah. balls in. That um, and obviously we really is working. We put Pereira into that midfield as well. Mm. Uh, but this well, is what I want to talk about before we wrap up. Um, yeah. Where does Dean Garner fit into this? Well, this is a great problem, and it's a problem I didn't think we were going to have because I always thought Dean Garner, Pereira, guaranteed starters. They're guys. We, I think we touched on it last game, the Fulham game. I said, can we drop these guys? Um, and it was kind of like, well, no, they're the, the only two quality players that we have that can change a game on its head. We talked about Tottenham's quality players like Kane, Son, Bale. You know, there are others, but, you know, you give them one opportunity and they can change the complexion of a game. These are the two players for us that are like that. But you watch Robinson today, for instance, and we've said, oh, Robinson's best position is playing through the centre, playing as a striker. And I still maintain it is, but having watched him today whip in two or three incredibly dangerous pass. crosses. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a good starter. And I mean, Dean Garner looked okay when he came on, but there were times where he looked sluggish as if he played the entire game, to be perfectly honest. And I don't want to harp too much on him because he's such a great player, but it's just good to know that we do have these options and we're not yeah, yeah. we're not slaves to the fact that we need to play them. Mm. I think he struggled a bit off the bench, mainly because Tottenham were looking really good when he came on. That's when they sort of yeah. switched it on a bit. They were closing us out defensively and they were putting That's on the pressure. Point. So it's hard yeah. to judge this performance. But Callum Robinson starting up top with Grant and just allowing him to drift out wide and collect balls. That lofty mm. pass to Grant, fair play to Eric Dyer for clearing it off the line, was, was mesmerising. You hear the commentator going, did that take a deflection? No, it's just a mm. wonderfully lofted pass. It was, it was nice having free. Robinson with that degree of freedom because, as you say, you know, obviously at times it was him playing very much up the top on the defensive line, you know, two forwards. And then a lot of the time it was him having so much freedom to work in on the wings as well. And he looked so dangerous when he was on the wings. So it was almost yeah. like, yeah, he's great running through the centre, but he's just as dangerous on the wings. And it was kind of Billich saying, he's, he's let's make the best of both. That's when he, yeah. he's when he's central drifting out. Grant, you know, and Robertson hounded defenders, you know, mm. you know, pressuring heavy touches, Grant making runs. No one, re- no one was really isolated today, were they? Mm. If we look at games in the past, it's like, wow, Grant was isolated that game. It's like, I don't think he was today. He didn't get many touches, but he wasn't played out the game. He wasn't, you know, isolated mm. by the way we were playing. That's why I'm hopeful, and this is why five at the back has got to stay around, regardless of who we play, in my opinion. Because if we could defend this way against... A t- against oh, and I feel like we're going back to when it was like, oh, if we could defend this way against Fulham, we'll win. But <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. If we had defended this way against Fulham, they wouldn't have had a chance. They might have shot I think the Fulham- blocked. The Fulham game was the only game I can attest to us just, I hate using the term, but just not turning up. That was that was just a game where we really should have, and I feel like, you know, whatever you want to call it, psychologically, emotionally, it was just so heavy and weighing on the on the minds of the players so much that we just, we, we weren't there. We just weren't there psychologically at all. Um, and that weighed on the game. We could see that in the performance of the game. Today, we went in, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I was expecting to get rolled over by Tottenham. You know, they were looking to go top today. They've had some fantastic performances. They made Man United look like an absolute nothing. Um, So I was fully expecting us to be rolled over. 
turns out it was a very cagey 1-0 win that they scored in the 88th minute. That's a testament to us, a testament yeah, to our defending, absolutely. testament to the five at the back system. I was quietly optimistic about this game. I did because everyone was predicting a thrashing. I didn't think we'd get thrashed because I, I have I have faith in Milic and the players to bounce back. And we did better than I even expected. I was hoping maybe, you know, two one nick a goal or two nil and it's, you know, a couple of great goals because I have Son, Bale and Harry Kane up front, which is outrageous. And mm-hmm. great defending on the line against that Son chance. They could have been oh, one nil up there. But you Dude, know, the composure We had so many blocks today. We had, we were like a yeah, hockey like, team. Yeah, it was like double t- it was like yeah. double figures on the blocks. It was crazy. So there were a lot of positives, guys, and we just got to stay positive. And if you billage mm. out, I, I, you know, at two beggars one light bulb, come and tell us why you billage out. And if you still billage <laughs> out after this game, gen- no, genuinely, come and have, have a conversation. It's something we might have to look into on an actual episode and a, a debate about this. But I think today is a reason why we have to stick with him because he can get. These I think today's today's a great bedrock of evidence to to stick with the guy and you know it's easy to forget you know a few games into this season um what the guy's built and what we've come from in the space of a year and the stuff we've had to deal with every football club's had to deal with obviously the turbulence of things that are going on outside of football but everything all encompassing you know we still have a lot of games left in the season to go and we've still got a bedrock and we've got players that are on the peripherals that I thought, you know, we had a weak bench or players that aren't going to get game time. They look like they're improving. We've touched on it in this podcast, you know. Um, Gallagher's improving every single game. Kravinovic, uh, Robinson looks great in all these different positions. We're literally talking about dropping Pereira. But yeah, we're literally talking about dropping Pereira and Dean Garner for two of the players. You know, that's the level of competition we've got. That's such a massive positive to have. That's something we wouldn't have even considered last season. It definitely is, and we've got to just remain. We've got to look at these positives and remain positive. You know, the wins will come if we continue like this. But guys, we hope you've enjoyed the uh, the call down Excel. If you haven't checked out our any other episodes, check them out. Follow us on Instagram at Two Bags One Light Bulb. Be sure to check out the regular call down on at WBA Latest, and be sure to drop a follow there if you haven't already. And guys, keep the faith. Come on, you baggies.